0: Church of the Cross, and welcome back to the 9th Avenue 9. This is our February 2023 episode. Thanks for listening in. I hope you have had a good month. If you tuned in last month, you heard the VCR, that's Venerable Christian Ruck, Father Pete, and I discuss some of our favorite films. Is there a topic you would like to discuss with me? So far, we have had albums, songs, dinner guests, baseball, and movies discussed on the show. If you would like to discuss one of these areas or some other area of culture, link it to the number 9 somehow and shoot me an email. My email address is joel at ofthecross.org. Feel free to contact me even if you've already been on the show. If the rector can make repeat appearances, so can you. Anyway, on to the next episode. I sat down with Tyler Stitt for an interview about his favorite albums. Tyler is new to the Church of the Cross staff, so it was great to get to know him a little bit more. So, with that, let's listen in to episode 31 of the 9th Avenue 9 featuring Mr. Tyler Stitt. Welcome back to The Basement, everyone. My guest today is pretty new to Church of the Cross, but he has already made a big impression. He has led worship a few times already, and I know Andine is happy to have some help from him. Please welcome to Cross and to the Ninth Avenue Nine, Mr. Tyler Stid.
1: Thanks so much. Yeah. Excited to be on here. And
0: somebody else is with us too.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a Aiden with me today.
0: Okay, so Aiden might chime in here and there. Uh, but he's looking very cute. Got his uh, got sucking on his pacifier and enjoying life. So good to have him along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. I heard you. I understand that on the in the couple months you've been here, you've listened to a few episodes of the show to kind of figure out what this is
1: all about. Yeah, it's a fun way, honestly, just to get to know the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think uh, it's fun to just hear something people might not share about on um, uh, your first conversation, right? Yeah, totally. And also from like a worship perspective, it's like, uh, you know, I don't know, it's just fun to have some idea of what kind of music do people like? Because mm-hmm. like, that's the kind of music we want to be singing together.
0: Totally, totally. So, so um, before we get into the music, I understand you have nine albums. You, yes. you, you whittled this, your, your entire year-long sojourn in the basement down to nine albums. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Uh, how you how you you ended up uh, at Cross? Yeah,
1: uh, I grew up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to school out there and did my undergrad there in uh, Bible and intercultural studies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of became in, involved in worship in high school and throughout college. I got more involved in Student led ministries and that kind of thing. Did you go to college there too? I did, yeah. Cornerstone University. Mm-hmm. And um, I worked after college for about a year um, during college and then in the next year after college at a um, home for people with special needs, special uh, developmental disabilities, and yeah. that sort of thing. And then I moved out to Minnesota for seminary, Okay. which is where. <clears throat> I met my wife, Kristen, okay. Okay. Uh, eventually, and we got married in 2019, and, uh, yeah, had this guy yeah. like, just last year. Last so. year. Um, but yeah, so I've worked in a, a few different churches, and um, I got connected to Church of the Cross through, I think initially through my friend Tyler. Tyler Holly, you would know, sure, yeah, and uh, Tyler and Emily obviously long long attenders here, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and such good friends. Um, yeah, we miss them. Yeah, and uh, and then I also met Andean through a worship event, a conference that we both attended a few years ago. So okay, we uh, had met at that point, and so once I saw this job opening. Kristen and I had already started to uh, attend Church of the Cross, actually. And um, yeah, I was really excited for the opportunity to apply.
0: Totally. So, so I understand that you it was a challenge coming up with nine albums. It was hard. Yeah? yeah I had to get That's, some that's a in. common theme that I've run into with yeah. people.
1: I won't. I won't even name drop the ones that I had to cut.
0: Well, I'll give you. You can. You, I sometimes I'm merciful okay. and I'll give people <laughs> a chance to say a couple of well, yeah, the other ones that they have. So I am and oh, you also. I don't remember. Did I? Man, we we, we we brought this up pretty recently. You know, you heard the story. So you know, you have a book. Oh yeah. Yep. And a luxury item. Uh, yes. Okay, good, good. I, I realized I didn't brief you about those things, but since you've listened to a few of the episodes, at yes. least you would have heard that. Yeah. Okay, well, with that in mind, why don't you let us know what is your first album?
1: Okay. Uh, my first album is called Brother Sister by the band Me Without You. hmm So, this is a band I grew up with. Uh, they, uh, they're a band I spent... You know, hours literally in my friend's basement pouring over the CD booklet mm-hmm. uh, while we listen to their albums and uh, that's one thing to note about this band is the lyrics are so uh, dense and rich mm-hmm. and, and poetic mm-hmm. um, so and the band is called me without you Me without you I actually haven't heard of this band so, so they're from Philadelphia mm-hmm. um, this album is uh, 2006, um, and they actually just retired as a band mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. So they had a they had a really good run, a long run, and uh, last year I saw them twice. Okay. Uh, they were doing album anniversary mm-hmm. tour for this album mm-hmm. and then they did their farewell tour after that like 15 year anniversary i guess wow well, it was it was, oh, was it 15 or 20? 16 or, okay oh no well, you said it was six uh, 15 yep so uh i saw them on both of those tours mm-hmm. and it was incredibly emotional yeah <laughs> where did you see them uh fine line and then they played at the varsity okay Where's Fine Line? That's in Minneapolis. It's okay. kind of a, uh, I think maybe, I don't know how long it's been around, but it's a medium-sized. Okay. Yeah, band. I haven't heard of that one. I've heard of Varsity, yeah. of course, yeah, up, yeah. In, up by the U. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was just after after years, like literally years of listening to this band. So this is
0: the first time you'd seen them?
1: It wasn't the first time. Okay. But you, it was the, this would be the thir- third and the fourth time. I've seen point. them a couple other times. But it was just something so culminating and climactic. So they posts they're kind of post rock elements. Mm-hmm. They have elements of folk music. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this distinctive, really distinctive vocal de- delivery style that is probably going to be jarring to most people on the first listen. Okay. But it's like a, it's almost like talk singing or spoken word a little bit. hmm Um, and later in their career, they they I would say they became more melodic okay but at this point there's on brother sister there's still a lot of a lot of that um and it's it's the kind of thing where you probably it's like the first time i listened to them i was like "Ooh, this is weird i don't like this Mm -hmm. and then i kept listening and all of a sudden a a switch flipped cool
0: i wonder if i've heard them before without knowing i wonder too so what are a couple of the so everybody gets a Spotify playlist as you probably heard and on yep. the, the ones you listen to what are the couple tracks you'd love to add
1: I I think from this album um, a glass can only spill what it contains mm-hmm. and Oh Porcupine probably there's there's a there's a lot of really good ones but I'll just throw those out so
0: awesome I'll look forward to uh, to listening in and seeing what I think yeah um so how long did how long have they been in existence? So you said they just wrapped yeah, it up. So I think
1: they started early two thousands. I think mm-hmm. two thousand one might have been their first album, and they were on. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the record label Tooth and Nail. Yeah. But they were on Tooth and Nail. They represent for me this, and this is I think a theme that'll come up <laughs> throughout my list. But this kind of Christian counterculture. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: that's a Christian label, isn't it? Yeah. Kiss Yep. Who else is on that? I mean, I know I've heard...
1: Yeah, um, I mean, quite a range of bands. Yeah, like it's from... a big one, right? Yeah, uh, from like... Uh, everywhere from like Amberlynn to... Um, uh, Under Oath, Under Oath uh, different...
0: Okay, so here it is. I just looked it up. When I was in high school, this is a long time ago, thirty years ago, there was a band that was uh, a bunch of the like two of them were like part of my high school group in in Fullerton, California, and one of a couple of them were not. You know, were just other, and they were on Tooth and Nail Records. No way. So that's that's what I where I first heard of it. Wait, what was that band? The band was called Plank Eye. No way. Have you, you heard of them?
1: You went to, yeah, I have.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, I don't know what they're up to now. I mean, that's it's been so a long, funny. long time. But yeah, they were—they um, were—they—they they were in. Two, the drummer and the bass player were in my youth group.
1: Yeah, that's so cool.
0: Um, so, and I really—we all loved them. Well, I, I think mean,
1: Tooth and Nail. So many of those bands started it in youth group basements, mm-hmm. like, which is where I'll be for the next year. <laughs> uh, but uh, like. It was very, like I say, Christian counterculture. Like, it was this thing. There was the main thing happening on Sundays.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
1: upstairs, but then downstairs. Oh, yeah.
0: We went to a lot of shows when I was in college. Really of A bunch of those kinds of shows. Like, yeah.
1: There was just something, like, really energizing about that. And it gave a vitality to, like, I think my faith early on. It was, like, this is artful and tasteful and, mm-hmm. um embodies so much of what, um, I feel as a person, mm-hmm. you know, I was a teenager, so just like speaking to those emotions about love and loss, but mm-hmm. also faith and doubt, and I don't know, um, that, I mean, this album encapsulates all that for me.
0: Oh, cool. That's funny. So it's a, cr- yeah,
1: yeah, I, I when,
0: as soon as you said Tooth and Now, I was like, I, I mean, I don't know who else has been on that, but... I realize it's a bit, obviously it's a pretty big label so
1: yeah yeah well cool what's uh, your number two my number two I'm gonna guess you probably haven't heard of this one either but this one is uh, definitely high in my on my list for a reason um, the soil in the Sun and the album is what wonder is this universe mm-hmm. so this is a local band to Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I grew up. Mm -hmm. Um, They were active, I think from like, you know, I think from like mid to late 2000s Mm -hmm. um, into like mid 2010s. Um, But they had this huge, expansive sound. Kind of a rock band setup, but with like eight members. Okay. So they like had Arcade a, Fire a kind of thing. Of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a ton of uh, let me, yeah, guitars, bass. They had like up to two drum kits. Uh huh. Various percussion, violin, cello, oboe, piano, <laughs> xylophone, <laughs> accordion. It synth, sounds yeah. Like and it was just a bunch of accordion. Sure. People who were, I mean, it was like it felt like the local. Our local band because they were all friends. And yeah, they had a community. Um, they would play in this neighborhood kind of mm-hmm. once a year, and people mm-hmm. would just come and mm-hmm. hang out in the house. And that's awesome. And they had, uh, yeah, just this really unique sound. They they described it like I don't know how to describe it any better than this, but the genre listed on Bandcamp is experiential spiritual folk rock slash new mexican space music (laughs) yeah i like that (laughs) and i don't know how to like describe it any better than that
0: yeah so this is a i guess i I, i've grown less comfortable with this label over here this Mm -hmm. is a christian band yeah
1: that's and this fits right into the thing of like christian counterculture because they don't don't sound like a christian band Uh uh-huh but they actually are dealing with themes of um you know biblical imagery um um, spirituality, uh, personal relationship with God, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that stuff. And the title of the album, What Wonder Is This Universe, it hints at that. It's like... Sort of a Psalm kind 19 kind of Yeah, you know? kind of like creation is is, is glorious and we want to like, get in on that. So,
0: What are the couple of tracks from this one that are your faves?
1: I think uh, I would go with You Alone Know mm-hmm. and I Know It, I Feel It Too. Okay. So, that's a band that I'm gonna be sad to never get to see uh, live and because they've wrapped up. Just like the experience of seeing them live in particular was just kind of, it was always very transported.
0: Oh, so you you were able to see them a few yeah. times because you were local. I, I saw them uh... several
1: times. It was very cool. This was very much like college days for me. But.
0: So, what years were you in college? Um,
1: 2010 to 2014. Okay.
0: So like ten years ago,
1: okay, cool.
0: All right, what is your third pick?
1: Third pick is gonna be Radiohead's "In Rainbows." Okay, so that has actually
0: made an appearance on the show. Oh yeah, I Maybe believe I uh, Lexi Tavani, oh, yeah. I believe picked that pick one. Lexi. Yeah, so Radiohead has now made a couple of appearances. "In Rainbows," that was wasn't that was that the one that they gave away? It was.
1: Yep, I remember it was a big deal that they came yeah. out with
0: this album that was like they didn't sell it per se. Right. They, 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 you had, you could decide how much you wanted to give.
1: I think that was like one of the very first albums that, that, um, was marketed that way, mm-hmm. which became huge, obviously.
0: Yep. That was before, you know. I think Apple Music and iTunes. Totally. And yeah.
1: In some ways, it kind of paved the way for free streaming. Probably, yeah, totally. I mean, it was it was
0: it was, uh, it, was uh, it was really something at the time. I remember. Yeah. Talk to us about what you love about Radiohead. They're a legendary band, yeah. and they have so much um, so much influence. Uh, what do you What do you love about them?
1: Yeah, I mean, the the songwriting and um, arrangement of uh, of kind of how this band operates is just kind of. Otherworldly, um, yeah, they really create these worlds with mm-hmm. their albums. Um, Tom York, obviously being just an incredible songwriter, um, with all kinds of shifts and turns that are, you know, um, not your standard kind of one for you know sorts of progressions. Like, uh, the yeah, so this this album in particular, it it like kind of hits you with. Uh, you know, mixed meter stuff, odd meter mm-hmm. songs. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just love it. It just sucks. It just sucks you in. It's um, mm-hmm. very cohesive as an album. Um, and they're still together. They are. They're still making music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've
0: been. I remember they. I don't know why I remember this, but this is this is why I like this show is because I remember odd things. I remember the first week that Conan O'Brien was on the late night shows, like '93, he had Radiohead on.
1: Okay,
0: so that's thirty years ago. Yeah, I mean, thirty years for any any you know musical act is crazy. That's Absolutely. a long time.
1: Especially to not have like member changes really this week. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. This album in particular, it's. Arguably, it's maybe their most accessible, and I, mm-hmm. I love their other albums too. But this one um, just blew me away. I remember getting it at the library. You mm-hmm. could like go and rent CDs, which mm-hmm. I guess you still can, but yeah. like uh, that's how I found this album. I think I just saw the cover and I was like, That's a cool cover. I want to I wanna get this album. Yeah. So,
0: what are a couple of your favorite tracks on this one? You can even do three if you'd like. I'll give you that okay. if you want. Like. Yeah. You don't have to confine to two, but okay. you
1: know. I mean, uh, weird fishes slash arpeggi mm-hmm. is is awesome. I love um, the opener, fifteen step, mm-hmm. um, and I love the closer, videotape. Videotape's like a, it's like kind of a piano ballad, but it has some really interesting timing mm-hmm. uh, stuff where the uh, some of the prominent. Parts fall on like some super offbeat stuff. There's like a really interesting uh, analysis of that on YouTube somewhere. But they also have um, a performance of this album. Actually, it's it's fitting. It's called like the In the Basement okay. Sessions, um, which is a really cool like live performance of this album.
0: Have you seen the Radiohead live ever?
1: I haven't. Yeah,
0: they do make their way around sometimes.
1: Yeah, they they've been on tour recently as this. Well, Johnny Greenwood and Tom Yorker in a new band called The Smile. Okay. And they just did a tour, but I missed that. So Johnny
0: Greenwood also uh, writes film scores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just watching a, um, a a list on YouTube about film scores, and he came up. Yeah, on he, that. Did, uh, he did. He did. I think it was for their uh, for There Will Be Blood. Yep. I so think. That was
1: like a really good one he did. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right. Well, three, three, three picks so far. You're doing great, Aiden. Hanging in there real well. He's having lunch right now. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. We are sitting here with Tyler Stitt and Aiden. Aiden's doing great so far. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> um, and we're just talking about some of his favorite music. Um, so any particular era of your life that these tend to be from, looking at the nine that you had, you know?
1: Yeah, I think a few of them are post-college, but most of them uh, were, were at albums I fell in love with mm-hmm. in college. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, something about... Oh, there is a good burp. <laughs> <laughs> um, something about just the kind of music you're into in that time of life, I feel like, it just sticks with me. So It's kind of formative. Very, very formative. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, uh, what's your number four pick?
1: Um. Sufjan Stevens. Mm-hmm. Uh, the album uh, Michigan. Yeah. I'm going to just go ahead and do the obvious one there. I, I could have picked... Could have picked honestly several of his albums, mm-hmm. um, but seeing as he wrote an album for Michigan, of course, yeah, that makes about, sense. It's your he home. Was, he's from Michigan. Uh, yeah, he went to you know Hope College and spent time there. Otherwise, I think than that as well. But um, it's a good album. I have a yeah. one of our. You, I think you're the
0: second person who's brought that album up uh, yeah. during my show.
1: Okay. I've got to catch up on all these episodes. And
0: uh, um, Steve Kinnear, had, okay. he's if you I don't know if you've had a chance to meet him and his wife Annie. They Annie does a lot of work in the Sunday School,
1: and he's yeah, but he, he loves this one. What do okay. you love about it? Um, it's it's kind of classic Sufian, and then it's very folky. Mm-hmm. Um, it has banjo um, uh, compositions, different like beautiful piano. It's very cinematic at times. He does that thing where he shifts from the whimsical into the, like, um, kind of grand and, like, glorious. Yeah. uh, Which is... I heard him recently talk about how he loves Christmas music for that reason. Because at one one instance, it's singing about, like, the animals in the barn. Mm -hmm. And then at the Mm -hmm. next instance, it's singing about, like, um, the angels singing Mm -hmm. uh, from... Uh, to the shepherds or whatever, like and the incarnation and like the majesty of yeah, of that moment. So, but he like really captures that in other, um, in the rest of his music too. Mm-hmm. Like, so the whimsical and the, well, he's just like, he's singing about, you know, Detroit and, mm-hmm. um, Holland and like all these places that I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and like, he, yeah. So for, um, for those that wouldn't know too, like he, he actually had, he declared like, I'm going to do the 50 states.
0: I remember him saying like, this that is. and he's done what, two? Yeah. <laughs> and
1: he's, he has since, uh, recanted and said, no, nope, this was way too much. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he was ever totally serious or not, but I li- I like to assume that he was totally dead serious about it. Yeah making an album for each state <laughs> so the fact that he's done one of the two for Michigan you know you have to really um can't take that for granted
0: totally so what are a couple of your favorite songs on this one
1: I like uh oh Detroit lift up your weary head um parentheses rebuild restore reconsider <laughs> and uh and I like say yes to Michigan a lot as yeah. well
0: Yeah, well, I mean, so Grand Rapids is how far from Detroit? It's about
1: three hours, give or take.
0: Yeah, did you have any, uh, did you ever go to Detroit growing up? I mean, that's not Mm a, I've been once, twice actually, um, because I was a, I'm a huge baseball fan and I wanted to see Tiger Stadium before it was torn down. Yeah. And I got a chance to. Oh, cool. Uh, Also, beautiful art museum there. Yeah. But certainly a troubled place in many yeah. ways.
1: I mean, I did come from the other side of the state. It's a long ways feels, away. They feel somewhat distant. Um, so definitely it was a place I visited. Mm-hmm. I saw the Tigers a couple mm-hmm. times. Sure. Um, and always a place I, I wish I could have spent more time in. Mm-hmm. And would still love to. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But yeah, so he also, you know, he's... He sings about just kind of the feel of Michigan in terms of uh, going up north and, like, (laughs) spending time um, off the lake and um, everything like that, like, just the nature uh, of it, Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. And, yeah so just there's so many uh, beautiful compositions on this album mm-hmm. that would be worthy of like listening too closely yeah for a year so <laughs> I'll do that
0: and I've never been to the Upper Peninsula which is a place I really need to go yeah I've still never been even though we live pretty close to
1: it uh-huh. and I've never been it's a fun it's it's an interesting place like it's it's very sparsely kind of mm-hmm. um, populated but yeah, it's it's open. It's it's like it really is like Canada. It's basically like southern Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if you ever make it up to like the north uh, uh, part of the north or uh, the upper peninsula, um, pictured rocks is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like so many places that are just so great for mm-hmm. camping and vacationing. And, mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and it's not that far away. It's like five hours from here. Yeah, I think. Okay, what's number five?
1: For number five, I have Yao um, uh, Gilberto and Stan Getz. Uh, sure. Getz and Gilberto. It's yeah. what it's called. So, this is like my one jazz album. Yeah. yeah. I am not a jazz aficionado. I just want to say that. <laughs> but uh, it's really hard not to love this album. I, I think it's just beautiful. It's like, it's true bossa nova. Um, sure and it's a classic. It's a beautiful album. It's got this warmth to it. I like I I love how um it's it's also just this this birth from this friendship between two musicians. Yeah. Uh one of whom is is Brazilian, the other is from the States here. Mm-hmm. Like that they came together, they really don't they aren't able to speak each other's languages when they're making this album. Really? And, but they have... They they have a musical. They talk about the musical language that they share. Mm -hmm. And that is mind-blowing. But, so, uh, yeah, Gilberto's wife, Astrid, is kind of like, not Mm -hmm. only... uh, Yeah, she's featured on the album, right? She's a vocalist. She's also, like, translating for them and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But she's the singer... Um on several songs here. So Yeah. Yeah, I love this album. It's just it's so fun to just turn on and it's just a great like summer jazz album. Oh totally.
0: Yeah. yeah. What a couple of favorite tracks? Uh I can tell you mine. Yeah. Mine's Desfin- desafinado is my oh, favorite. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I would, <laughs> so I
1: would, I would agree with that one. Uh Girl from Eponemia is it's The most famous, I'm the, sure. It's like basically standard at this point. Um yeah, I would say both of those actually mm-hmm. are, are the top for me.
0: Such a smooth sound to the saxophone that Stan Getz plays. Yeah. It is just
1: like butter. Absolutely. <laughs> I, as a, a rookie sax player in high school myself, I can tell you that that sound does not come naturally. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It takes years of expertise and mm-hmm. um, practice to perfect that. Like, I don't know. It was so smooth. I love the piano playing on that album. I love the, mm-hmm. particularly, um, Gilberto's classical guitar playing on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It obviously carries kind of the a lot of that bossa nova sound. Um, but honestly, that's one thing for me as a guitar player that's kind of like, um, still feels like uh, mysterious and unknown to me mm-hmm. is is just that kind of playing mm-hmm. which I think is one reason I, I really love I really love it so
0: I remember they used that song the girl from Ipanema in the Rio Olympics opening ceremonies okay. so, is yeah. that you know it's that much of a yeah you know yeah. infused part of the of the culture
1: yeah
0: well that's great yeah I, not a lot of jazz albums have been on this show so that's that, that's uh,
1: that's really cool that you would have that one what's number six? Number six is um, an album from John Van Dusen. Um, and the one I'm picking here is "I Am Origami Part Three: Catacomb Hymn."
0: Wow, that's a I have not heard of this
1: one. Yeah, so came out in 2019. So this is one of the newer albums I've, I'm picking. And what's the name? What's the artist's name again? John Van Dusen. He is from Washington, and of course Washington. Um, some of the history with him is he used to be in a band called The Lonely Forest. Okay. Um, which was active back in the two thousands, two thousand tens. They're now they're now defunct. Okay. But they, I remember seeing this band in either high school or college. And I don't know, even know how I got turned on to them, but I, I saw them with a with a friend of mine mm-hmm. and they're just like they're just a rock band like it was cool. So John
0: band. Van Dusen's a band, not a person.
1: John Van Dusen is a person. Oh, it is a person. OK. He is the lead singer of The Lonely Forest or was. Got it.
0: OK, so he's just a solo. This is solos. solo. Story. Yeah.
1: So like they broke up eventually and the Lonely Forest, they got some like some attention. Chris Walla from Death Cab for Cutie uh-huh. had a record label. And he, he, they, like, were the first band he signed. Okay. So Pacific Northwest connections probably, but, mm-hmm. like, seriously, like, that's indie rock kind of uh, royalty, right? Sure. So, um, anyways, like, later on I found out, oh, he's doing solo stuff now. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Like, I think I might have listened to the first part of this series. So the album is, there's there's a series of albums. hmm Mm-hmm. Um, first one kind of surrounded it was kind of like a pop kind of a pop album mm-hmm. surrounded some like heavy topics though such as miscarriage mm-hmm. and um really good album and uh and then the second album out of nowhere it was it's like a, a complete worship album okay and i was like wait is he like <laughs> is yeah. a christian yeah, like, yeah i yeah. just like had no idea i think uh, at some point he did uh he did become a christian after the lonely forest or during maybe the end of their time together as a band mm-hmm. so it i would i would recommend that album too but i'm not bringing it to the basement so i'm not trying to sneak anything in here joel but <laughs> the second uh i i am origami part two is beautiful okay um, yeah,
0: I'm looking at them here on Spotify. It looks like a cover of a worship album. It's an artsy... Every Power Wide Awake.
1: Yep. It's like an artsy worship album. Okay. Um, and I would highly recommend it. Um, cool. And so I was really interested to see where the series was going. Uh-huh. Uh, and it took a total different turn with I Am Origami Part 3, <laughs> this one that I'm choosing. This album is like... It's like a really raw punk sort of... 90s feel in like the huge guitars mm-hmm. it, it kind of gets a little bit into like noise rock a little okay. bit which is a, a genre I'm, I could have shared other albums from uh-huh. that I'm into like just really distorted kind of overblown mm-hmm. amp sound sure. kind of thing um, with like still some pop sensibilities and but then like content wise the subject matter uh is dealing a lot more with like mental health okay it's still talking about kind of his relationship to god but also how that's strained in certain ways and just very like raw in that Mm -hmm. sense Mm -hmm. and um encouraging of like this is a good thing to think about as well like yeah um getting out in nature and like you know taking care of your mental health Mm -hmm. um I, I don't know it was just like it was a perspective that I found really helpful uh, especially after coming off of like a like a really cool worship album mm-hmm. uh, yeah so
0: okay so a um, couple faves here
1: yeah I like uh, steal for myself um, the the lyric there that I love on that song is I've learned when I play the thief, I really only steal for myself. Mm, almost like John Donne, like yeah, yeah the,
0: for whom the bell tolls, it tolls yeah, for thee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's just like this this really um, wonderful uh, introspectiveness that isn't ever t- like too um, self-deprecating. Yeah. It's more just like helpful self-awareness. Yeah. Um, and then the song "Nothing Ever Comes to It." or nothing ever comes of it, is, like, just a huge jam. I love it. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, fun. Yeah, I have not heard of this artist, so yeah. a couple of these will be fun to, to get to know a little bit. Uh-huh. What do you think, Aiden? Do you have a favorite album that you want to share?
1: <laughs> he, he's probably more than me without you. Just yeah, a, he's, yeah, he's... A, he's <laughs> he was, he was uh, jamming to them earlier this week, so...
0: Cool. All right, well, that's six albums. We will take a break and come back, hear your last three albums and your book and luxury item. Thanks. And we are back for the, the final three songs, and I am now holding Aiden, and he's doing pretty well. He seems to be warming to me a little bit. Would you say, Tyler? I think so, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So um, this is not usually a service I offer as host of the Ninth Avenue Nine to also hold children, but I do miss having little ones myself. So I am happy to do it if you want to bring a, a little one along.
1: He looks like he's about to start editing your podcast. Right? Is he gonna? Yeah, he's
0: yeah. going. He's going for the uh, the keyboard yep. a little bit there. When he when you were holding him earlier, he was definitely interested in the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. weren't you? Yes. All right. Well. Um. So before we get into the the, the final few picks, I wanted to ask. A little bit about since you lead worship, what's your music background I mean what did what, mm-hmm. what what's your experience in life been obviously you play guitar yeah up front I mean what, what, what how mm-hmm. did you come to that and what other do you play any other instruments
1: mm-hmm. Yeah my I was raised in a very musical home. My mm-hmm. mom is a pianist okay and she's um, she's led worship like her parents were um, essentially worship leaders okay. So, there's kind of a there's kind of a in the family element of it there
0: carrying on the proud tradition in the
1: genes a little bit yeah uh, so um, she had us on piano lessons pretty early uh-huh which I never uh, this is kind of the classic story that I never like really um, embraced
0: those okay like I
1: wish I would have sure but I certainly got piano and um, was in choir. Was in band, I played saxophone. Yeah. All that. But like. uh, That's right,
0: you were talking a little bit about saxophone earlier.
1: But my dad played guitar, and I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, okay, sure. So I kind of taught myself guitar with some helper pointers from him. And and then I started, yeah, I started playing on my youth group, like worship team eventually. Mm -hmm. Still back in Michigan? In in Michigan, yeah. yeah. So. Now, where is Kirsten from? Uh, She's from, yeah, Kirsten. Kirsten? Pardon me? Yeah. she's Sorry, um, Kirsten? She's from uh, central Wisconsin. Central Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah, and she's a vocalist and a piano teacher. Okay. Yeah, a, a music teacher. Yeah. She plays some piano, but she's like a general music teacher.
0: And does she teach that at Hope? She does. Oh, great. Academy. So both of you are Ohio. Yeah.
1: I play mostly piano, or mostly guitar. I play double and a little bit of piano. Um, mostly acoustic and electric guitar I have a banjo as Uh well, so I like to yeah dabble in other things cool yeah well that's great
0: such a neat thing to have it be a part of the sort of the family tradition
1: yeah totally it's like we aren't gonna like make and be a musician or anything if you don't want to but no we're not gonna make you he's certainly gonna be exposed to it (laughs) so (laughs) what's pick number seven Tyler yeah This one is um, Oliver Arnold's. Uh, the album is Living Room Songs. Um, Oliver Arnold, he's a kind of a modern classical composer and pianist okay. from Iceland.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How? What's the name again? Oliver Arnolds. Oliver. Okay. Yeah. He. Um, yeah. He's done some really cool stuff he did the soundtrack for the show broad church oh sure um which is i think maybe something that kind of helped him be a little more well known
0: but yeah such a that, that was a real peppy happy show
1: yeah right <laughs> they had all the like iceland dark, okay dark summer day vibes yeah totally too. they kind of did now you of mention it, it. I hadn't thought um, of that. but so yeah i mean his music definitely has that um, kind of weightiness, somberness, and just like within that, these moments of like real beauty, as well. Um, and it's not so much opposed to the the heavier, somber sounds as it is kind of embedded within them. Uh-huh, I've found. Sure. Um, but this this so he's he arranges strings, um, composes piano this album was performed, excuse me, Living Room songs. It's just like performed live in his apartment. In, okay. In Reykjavik. Okay. Um, and this was in 2011. Okay. So there's also a, a, a film video series that went along with this as it was being released. Okay. So there's like video for all these songs, which is really cool. Um, they're just simple compositions for the most part. Some... Uh, you know, tasteful electronic elements here and there, mm-hmm. but mostly it's just him on his piano, mm-hmm. small a really small piano, so, and it's like close mic. Okay, so you can hear the sustain pedal. Oh, sure. You can, you can hear, hear all the like action going hear along the with keys it. He's clunking, and yeah, it's it's really it's really nice. So it's just like a very soothing album for me. Um, one of the songs I would. I would pick, I um, hesitate to pronounce this Icelandic. Yes, I'm looking at
0: the, the titles of these different songs, and like, I, I applaud you for trying. Yeah,
1: it's like Lagfir Omu, I think it translates to uh, Song for Grandma. Oh, okay. That song Cute. is really cool, and it, the video for that one is really cool, Uh huh. Um, because it starts with him, a close shot of him on the piano, uh-huh. and for the most most of the song it's him on the piano and then it, it zooms out mm-hmm. and uh you kind of just have to watch it but it's like a room full of strings players and it it kind of blooms into this huge beautiful lush um
0: ensemble piece uh so it's not just piano there's a bunch of other songs here. yeah okay
1: <laughs> so uh love that one i lo- also love near light that one has a little bit of an electronic element to it okay. which is which is uh tastefully done i think so yeah aiden's like grabbing your notes right now yeah i think he's he right. does
0: he does seem interested in the beard which is can't be totally foreign because you've got yeah. a beard <laughs> he's being very sweet aren't you yeah all right well that's a, that's a new one for me i'll look forward to hearing that what's number eight
1: Number 8 um, is going to be uh, I'm 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 picturing the kinds of um, music I would want for a year. Yes, so of course. I, I would want You've got some some variety here. Yeah, I want so just for a little more variety. This is uh, Andy Mino and Words played. Uh, the album is called Andy Mino and words played present magic and bird. Okay, it's um, like uh, it's like a hip hop album that is basically like a concept album of like uh, basketball, okay, <laughs> and like the NBA. And okay, like, the joke being they're kind of um, imitating the rivalry magic and bird, magic and bird, sure, like. The uh, first are... thing I was
0: f- funny thing at uh, the first place I went in my mind was like Sesame Street. Sorry, oh, yeah. Bird. But of course, I grew up a Laker fan in the 80s, so Magic and Bird was all the rage.
1: Yeah. It's an awesome album. Like it's really good. Um, in my opinion. Uh, it's like funny times, they're just like the flow is great, the beats are great. Um got A few skits in there, yeah. I see know. that, yeah. Uh, it's 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 super fun looking
0: at the the album list right now. It looks like there's some different things in it,
1: yeah. Um, so oh, I think you know, I just remembered I think Trader Joe's might come up in the really in one of the lyrics. Fascinating, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> a little shout out there from your Trader Joe's background, absolutely. That would <laughs> yeah. be great. Uh,
0: so yeah, I love that album. Okay, what's a couple of any particular faves? Couple cuts? Yeah,
1: Kids. Uh huh. <laughs> I think was maybe the first single, and Judo. Okay. Judo, it's a it's a great song.
0: <laughs> so what year is this? 2017. 2017. So relatively current, recent. Yeah. Current isn't the right word, but recent. All right. And it's it's a uh, hip hop.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Any is, I feel like I've heard that name. He's before. kind of a cla- yeah, he's kind of a classical uh, kind of Christian hip hop guy. Mm-hmm. Um, who's um, I think he has his own label now, and he's definitely one of those guys who's like he's rapping about everything, like all of life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's awesome. So that's cool. Yeah. Okay, so
0: we've got through eight, right? Mm-hmm. We get to number nine. What's okay. your last pick? And then I'll give you a couple honorable mentions if you uh, want to okay. say. Actually, what are your couple honorable mentions first, and then oh, okay. we'll get to your nine? Um, what were some of the ones that just had to make the cut at the end? Yeah.
1: Okay. Wow, that's that's so generous of you, Joel. Thank you.
0: Well, I'm trying. I'm trying to be less
1: legalistic about okay. this. I had to cut Fleet Boxes, mm-hmm. "Helplessness Blues." Uh huh. That. Uh, is a it's like a fall album for me. Um, it's a like, fall
0: album, like to be played in the fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's like some of the compositions on that are just so good. The songwriting so good. Um, it's like a good folk out, al- a good folk album, um, alternative folk. It goes into sure. other places. I've too. listened to Fleet Foxes a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, that's a really good one. Uh, I think if I was gonna do like a worship album, mm-hmm. I would have picked um, Sandra McCracken's Psalms. Sure,
0: yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, I listened to that.
1: It's so good. It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, it, it just really captures for me the tenor of the Psalms. So. Totally. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. So, what's the number nine then? Um, yeah, I'm really excited about this one. It's like, right. it's from 2021. Brand new. It's newer. Um, Yeah, it's Andy Squires, and the album's called Poet Priest. Okay. Um, So this is a writer, songwriter, poet from Charlotte. Okay. And he did an album before this, um, but this one, I think he's really coming into his own as just, like, knowing what he's about and what he wants to write about he's a christian he writes you know very paradoxically about faith and suffering and um there's
0: one track here called king david of silicon valley yeah yeah that sounds interesting it's
1: it's good it's (laughs) It's really good he gets into um yeah definitely like he's speaking to us today Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but he also wants to bring with him he's um bringing with him, like, a life of experience and as a, a Christian and a sufferer, you know, mm-hmm. and he speaks so well to um, the way that, like, the Christian faith is not a triumphalistic thing. Yeah. Um, we are we are following a crucified Christ. Yeah. Um, who, yes, raises us to life again, and that's the, the beauty of um, how the, the Spirit works in um the resurrection um so it's very earthy yeah he's kind of musically it's definitely sounds like he's he's very influenced by like dylan Uh uh-huh leonard cohen Uh um singer song like i would yeah and his his voice is very kind of like in that register too for the most part um but he's also got some pop tendencies which is really fun it's like got some really good production on the album that that sort of thing but I don't know. I love the way that this album gets into kind okay. of the enigmatic and the the mystery of the faith. Um, yeah, I, I would highly recommend it. Totally. What are a couple of your fave?
0: What's What's on your playlist from yeah. this
1: one? um, God the Fool <laughs> is, is a, uh, one of these paradoxical ones um, that is just beautiful. Um... Uh, I, so here's a a lyric from that one that I love. Uh, I am a sly sidewinder, a brood of vipers in your hand. You are an Appalachian preacher who I cannot withstand. I'm running to your altar. I'm weeping on your floor. I feel your love inside my heart. I want to feel it more. You said, be wise and gentle like the serpent and the dove. Only heeding half of your own advice is your foolishness, oh God. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, that speaks for itself. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I love that one. I love "Love Never Fails" as well. Mm-hmm. But pretty much every song on that album is so good. Um, "You Bring the Morning," um, "Dead Horse." It's yeah, heavy rotation for me. Yeah. yeah. So.
0: And brand new sounds like. Yeah. Twenty twenty one, you said. Pretty yeah. new, at least.
1: Yeah. 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 He is a writer, too. He's, he's written a few books now, like okay. um, books of essays, so worth checking out for sure. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, that's a good solid nine albums. So I uh, I I will say that I neglected to give you the list of the what's in our library oh, yeah. downstairs. So okay. I will... If if one if if uh, the if the book that you want to add to it is already in there, mm-hmm. you can certainly put it in. it, But I'll if, I'll give you a second pick if you want. There's another one. It's okay, Aiden. You want to go back to Daddy? There you go. Wow, he hung with me a long time. Yeah, he was chilling. Yeah, <laughs> he's smiling now.
1: Cute. <laughs> now you're buddies. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. So here's my approach for this one. Yeah. If I was uh in the basement for a year. I honestly probably wouldn't bring a book that I've already read. Mhm. So I'm gonna choose a book that I have not read yet. Yeah, that's uh, a great idea. Maybe a big one or something. A long one. I yeah. I'm gonna br- I'm gonna bring um, the Brothers Karamazov. Sure. That was. Um,
0: I, I think it was. Uh, yeah. Oh, Brad Campbell. He is was, it again. in the basement already? He is, but but yeah. So do you have a second one that you thought of as well? I don't know. I'm not that's really. That's fine. That's fine. I, I didn't prep you on that, so that's my Oh, bad.
1: I'm, I'll bring another one I'm reading right now. How about that? I'll bring Wumbleberry's uh, Sabbath poems. Okay. Yeah.
0: I'll put both of them in there. There we go. Since one's already in there, but you get to bring it. Yeah, Brothers K is definitely worth a read at some point.
1: Yeah, it's like, I'm actually planning to tackle it this
0: year. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I, I find his... I mean most a lot of people find his writing to be so difficult at times. Yeah, but it's yeah. really a great story.
1: Yeah. Sorry I don't have much more to say than that. Really <laughs> well like well yeah, but you like it. well if you haven't
0: read it yet. Yeah. <laughs> and Wendell Berry. I've read a couple of Berries. I think I read Jaber Crow and a couple yep. of other stuff. Yep. And what's your luxury item gonna be? You so have was... food down there and a kitchen and a coffee maker and even
1: a stove. I think if I was gonna uh, if I was gonna luxurify something uh, in the kitchen, it would want it, it would want it to be the coffee. yeah, so um, I might I might bring a, hmm, I think I might bring a like a, a high quality grinder A high quality grinder and then I could. I and good.
0: some coffee, of course. I'll give you both. Would you give me a coffee? Oh, okay. sure. What what, what what coffee would you bring if you were to bring coffee um, of your choice?
1: I would bring like a...
0: We spare no expense at uh, Church of the Cross for our basement dwellers. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll take uh, like a single origin uh, Honduras.
0: Single origin Honduras. Yeah,
1: like that would, <laughs>
0: that would be set. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, Tyler. It's been great getting to know you a bit. Look forward to what's going to happen with you over the next couple months. You're going to be going through Lent, Holy Week. You'll have a lot of yeah. uh, new experiences, I'm sure. Aiden, thanks for hanging with us. You did great. <laughs> yes. Tyler, thanks so much for, for being being yeah. on the, the Ninth Avenue I Nine. I loved it. Thanks, Joel. And welcome to Church Across. Cross. It's been great yeah. getting to know you. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. My thanks to Tyler for telling us a bit more about himself and giving us some new listening ideas. Be sure to listen in to his Spotify playlist linked with the episode. As I said in the intro, there is always room at the mic. Please email me at joel at of the if you are interested in being on the podcast. So until next month, happy listening and the peace of the Lord be with you.